0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Our buddy Stan McNeil from the Cardinals Magazine joins us here on 101 ESPN. Stan not only from the Cardinals Magazine, but uh, he wrote a book several years ago, If These Walls Could Talk, St. Louis Cardinals. And there's an updated version that is going to be released this week. So you, you can check that out. Uh, Stan with us now on the Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How are you doing?
1: Good morning, Randy, and thanks for the plug.
0: Well, I remember the initial iteration of this book. What's it like now?
1: Uh, It basically uh, updated. You know, the the book came out in 2015, and the the, the revise is kind of uh, what's happened with the club since 2015, some of the highlights.
0: Okay, good. And can people get it? uh, Well, let's ask this question easy. Where can people get it?
1: Pretty much any bookstore and on uh, Amazon.com
0: as well. But, yeah,
1: it's uh, it's out there.
0: Great. If These Walls Could Talk, updated edition. Well, Stan, I guess we should start with the fact of this is great that the Cardinals have won two in a row, especially with everything that happened this past weekend. That's what I kind of wanted to touch with you on. What do you make of this whole Wilson Contreras situation? You know, obviously big shoes to fill with Yadier Molina, but have you seen something like this before in the Cardinals organization?
1: It's been uh, it's been different, hasn't it? I mean, uh, when Wilson uh, comes in and and sees a a third catcher in the clubhouse, and he's surprised by that 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 uh, that's not a very good look, you know. And uh, the one thing that uh, I take away from this personally is just how well Wilson has handled it all. You know, I mean, this is uh, especially this coming on the heels of going back to to Wrigley Field, where you know to his former team, but uh, I think Wilson has handled this really well. I mean, it, I thought uh, Ollie had a brilliant move, made a brilliant move yesterday by getting Wayno involved and you know, and having Wayno meet with Wilson and make sure everything's good. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to take a little while, but uh, I think, you know, from the very beginning, Wilson has made it clear that he wants to be a defensive catcher since he signed here. I mean, I remember talking to him after the press conference and during spring training. So he really wants it. And I know the pitchers know that he wants it. So exactly what has gone wrong, I'm not sure. You know, the, we can see the, the record has not gone right. So uh, I think that's, that's a large part of it. But uh, but it seems like uh, yesterday kind of shifted. You know, things kind of going in the right direction. Stan, It seems like there's been some miscommunication, at least on our end, or, or seeing it on our end. Do you feel like that it's that way in the clubhouse? Are they getting the message clear and concise amongst the players? Because you know, one minute you have Wilson Contreras isn't going to be a catcher and he's going to be in the outfield. Nope, nope, he's not going to be in the outfield. He's just going to be a DH. Jordan Walker, you're going to be here even if you struggle. Nope, you're going to go send down, get sent down because you're not hitting certain pitches well enough. Is the is the message being clear and concise in the club? Concise in the clubhouse? I think the message is being is clear and concise to the player. I, I think the way the message is being conveyed to the fans and through the media, I think there's been some uh, rough spots going on there. But you know, from my, from what I see, the clubhouse is still solid. You know, I mean those are, those are good guys. I mean, everyone in there is frustrated over the, over the start they, the team has had. But I don't think there's you know, even with Wilson, he was surprised the other day to see a catcher in there, but. Yet the they, the team had already talked to him. You know he was well aware of the the changes, or you know the that they might do something different moving forward. But the fact that he didn't see the catcher, I mean, it's like a a little thing, but it kind of has a bad look, if if you know what I mean.
0: Mm-hmm. Sam McNeil with us on one one ESPN, and Stan, uh, it was pointed out to me. That another manager in, ba- in the National League last year said that Paul Goldschmidt was boring, and it was in the best way because of his numbing consistency. Goldie wins the MVP last year and hits 317 with a 981 OPS. He's back this year with a 312 and a 964 OPS. He's basically in, in the maelstrom that is the Cardinals so far this season. He's having the same year that he had last year when he w- won the MVP. Goldie is, he, he is uh, in the best of ways boring.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and and you know, and, and he's usually typically a slow starter, so we have that to look forward to, as well. But uh, you know, the the other day after uh, Goldie hit the three home runs, I was in the clubhouse uh, after the game, and uh, what struck me is Goldie made sure to point out that hey, I struck out three times the day before, so you you know, this isn't always going to happen. I mean, he's he's so much about just the process of going through it and trying to do it things the right way that uh, he. You know, you can see why he doesn't get too high or too low over over the results.
0: And on the other side of the spectrum is Nolan Arenado and he sat out yesterday. We didn't even mention this yet on the show, but uh, apparently, some uh, a neck strain. What are you seeing with Arenado?
1: He's trying too hard. That's to me. That's as, it's as simple as that. You know, and when you try too hard, you swing at pitches that you shouldn't swing at, and even if you hit them, you're not hitting them the way you want to hit them. So, uh, you know, this guy just wears it so, so hard. Uh, I think that, that's that's what I see. Stan, what do you think about Jack Flaherty and the start he's had thus far this season? Well, it hasn't been what uh, everybody was hoping, that's for sure. And, and for me, I almost think that the expectations we had for Jack coming into the season, that, you know, everything will be okay if he can be the guy he was in 2019 I don't know if that was, that was fair. I don't think that was fair to Jack. You know, I mean, he, he hasn't been that guy for a few years. He's still trying to work his way back into being just a, a, a major league starter, you know, just to get out there and have, have some starts where he's not injured, where he can just go out there and, and pitch. And so I, I think it's going to take him a while. You know, I don't look at Jack right now as like the potential number one. I look at Jack as like he's one of the starting pitchers that he can go out there and, you know, give the team a chance to win.
0: Stan, we brought this up earlier in the Bird Watch, but the Cardinals must promote Jordan Walker by next Tuesday if they hope to be eligible for the Prospect Promotion Incentive Additional First Round Draft Pick Award should he win Rookie of the Year. Are you surprised that he hasn't been called back up yet? I know that he's been struggling a little bit in Memphis, but it seemed like it was a puzzling move sending him down there in the first place.
1: Yeah, that was a bit of a head scratcher for me, but I do not think he'll be up by next week, you know, from what uh, I heard last week that you know there's there's a process that they're going through and it's going to take take a few weeks and uh, and Jordan has bought into it, which I think is the most important thing here. So, I don't think we're going to see Jordan by uh, by next week on on the next home stand, but uh, obviously he's going to be back up here before too much longer. Stan, do you think that him being sent down could fracture uh, the relationship going forward with the Cardinals, seeing how surprising you know, it was? It's, it's that's certainly a possibility. I mean, this is a kid who just has his head on so straight. I mean, he he knows what, he's just a really good kid. They said he took, you know, the, the front office said he took the, the message well, went down there and knew what he had to do. So you would, uh, you would hope. Hope not, but, uh, you know, you can't. The fact that uh, this is the guy who'd been up for three weeks was was producing pretty well and then got sent down, I mean, that had to be a blow blow to him.
0: Sam, what do you have coming up on the uh, Cardinal Magazine?
1: You know, we're working on uh, Nolan Gorman's story, uh, which is kind of fascinating. You think of Nolan Gorman, who this time pretty much this time a year ago, was kind of the Jordan Walker of this season, right? He was the the hot prospect. Everybody wanted to come up. So uh, he came up. He he came up. It hasn't even been a year since he's been up here. And the guy has gone through some some ups and downs that make for a, a fascinating story.
0: Stan, always great to have you with us And folks can go to the Cardinal website, cardinals.com To check out Cardinals Magazine And we'll reiterate that the Stan McNeil book If These Walls Could Talk The updated edition out later this week on Amazon Or wherever you buy your books Thank you, sir Thank you Take it easy, that is Stan McNeil from Cardinals Magazine With us on 101 ESPN